Chapter Eight of When Patty Went to College. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When Patty Went to College, by Jean Webster, Chapter Eight. The deceased Robert. It was ten o'clock, and Patty, having just read her ethics over for the third time without comprehending it, had announced sleepily, "I shall have to be good by inspiration. I can't seem to grasp the rule." when a knock sounded on the door and a maid appeared with the announcement mrs richards wishes to see miss wyatt at this hour patty cried in dismay it must be something serious think priscilla what have i been doing lately that would outrage the warden sufficiently to call me up at ten o'clock you don't suppose i'm going to be suspended or rusticated or expelled or anything like that do you I honestly can't think of a thing I've done. It's a telegram, the maid said sympathetically. A telegram? Patty's face turned pale, and she left the room without a word. Priscilla and Georgie sat on the couch and looked at each other with troubled faces. All ordinary telegrams came directly to the students. They knew that something serious must have happened to have sent it to the warden. Georgie got up and walked around the room uncertainly. Shall I go away, Pris? she asked. I suppose Patty would rather be alone, if anything has happened. But if she's going home and has to pack her trunk tonight, come and tell me, and I will come down and help. They stood at the door for a few moments, talking in low tones. And as Georgie started to turn away, Patty's step suddenly sounded in the corridor. She came in with a queer smile on her lips, and sat down on the couch. The warden has certainly reduced the matter of scaring people to a fine art she said i was never more frightened in my life i thought that the least that had happened was an earthquake which had engulfed the entire family what was the matter georgie and priscilla asked in a breath patty spread out a crumpled telegram on her knee and the girls read it over her shoulder robert died of an overdose of chloroform at ten this morning funeral tomorrow thomas m wyatt thomas m wyatt said patty grimly is my small brother Tommy, and Robert is short for Bobby Shafto, which was the name of Tommy's bull-pup. The homeliest and worst-tempered dog that was ever received into the bosom of a respectable family. But why in the world did he telegraph? It's a joke, said Patty, shaking her head dejectedly. Joking runs in the family, and we've all inherited the tendency. One time my father, but as my friend Kipling says, that's another story. This dog, you see, this Robert Shafto, has cast a shadow over my vacations for more than a year. He killed my kitten and ate my Venetian lace collar. It didn't even give him indigestion. He went out and wallowed in the rain and mud and came in and slept on my bed. He stole the beefsteak for breakfast and the rubbers and doormats for blocks around. Property on the street appreciably declined for prospective purchasers refused to purchase so long as tommy wyatt kept a dog robert was threatened with death time and again but tommy always managed to conceal him from impending justice until the trouble had blown over but this time i suppose he committed some supreme enormity probably chewed up the baby or one of my father's persian rugs or something like that and tommy knowing how i detested the beast evidently thought it would be a good joke to telegraph though wherein lies the point I can't make out. Ah, I see, said Georgie, and Mrs. Richards thought that Robert was a relation. 
What did she say? She said, Come in, Patty dear. When I knocked on the door, usually when I have had the honor of being received by her, she has somewhat frigidly called me Miss Wyatt. I opened the door with my knees shaking when I heard that Patty dear, and she took my hand and said, I am sorry to have to tell you that I have heard bad news from your brother. Tommy? I gasped. No, Robert. I was dazed. I racked my brains, but I couldn't remember any brother Robert. He is very ill, she went on. Yes, I must tell you the truth. Patty, poor little Robert, passed away this morning. And she laid the telegram before me. Then, when it flashed over me what it meant, I was so relieved that I put my head down on her desk and simply laughed till I cried. And she thought I was crying all the time, and kept patting my head and quoting psalms. Well, then I didn't dare to tell her, after she had expended all that sympathy. So as soon as I could stop laughing, which wasn't very soon, for I had got considerable momentum, I raised my head and told her, trying to be truthful and at the same time not hurt her feelings, that Robert was not a brother, but just a sort of friend. And do you know, she immediately jumped to the conclusion that he was a fiancé, and began stroking my hair and murmuring that it was sometimes harder to lose friends than relatives, but that I was still young and I must not let it blast my life, and that maybe in the future, when time had dulled the pain, and then, remembering that it wouldn't do to advise me to adopt a second fiancé, before I had buried my first, she stopped suddenly and asked if I wished to go home to the funeral. I told her no, that I didn't think it would be best, and she said perhaps not if it hadn't been announced. And she kissed me, and told me she was glad to see me bearing up so bravely. "'Patty!' Priscilla exclaimed in horror. "'It's dreadful! How could you let her think it? How could I help it?' What with being frightened into hysterics first, and then having a strange fiancé thrust at me without a moment's notice, I think that I carried off the situation with rare delicacy and finesse. Do you think it would have been tactful to tell her it was nothing but a bullpup she was quoting scripture about?' I don't see how it was exactly your fault, Georgie acknowledged. Thank you, said Patty. If you had a brother like Tommy Wyatt, you would know how to sympathize with me. I suppose I ought to be grateful to know that the dog is dead, but I should like to have had the news broken a little less gently. Patty, exclaimed Priscilla, as a sudden thought struck her. Do you happen to remember that you are on the reception committee of the Dramatic Club Cotillion tomorrow night? What will Mrs. Richards think when she sees you in evening dress receiving at a party on the very day your fiancé has been buried? I wonder, said Patty doubtfully. Do you really think I ought to stay away? After working like a little buzzsaw, making tissue paper feathers for the little thing, I hate to have to miss it just because my brother's bullpup, that I never even liked, is dead. I'll go, she added, brightening, and receive the guests with a forced and mechanical smile, and every time I feel the warden's eyes upon me I shall, with difficulty, choke back the tears. And she will say to herself, Brave girl, how nobly she is struggling to present a composed face to the world. None would dream to look at that seemingly radiant creature, that, while she is outwardly so gay, she is in reality concealing a great sorrow, which is gnawing at her very vitals. End of chapter 8